And, and that became the longest eight days of my life because they can't tell you what kind of leukemia just from that blood test. They just know you have it. Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings, sponsored by BG Products. Be good to your customers with BG. Hello, everyone. I'm Gene Girdley, and I produce and direct the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast and virtual events. The Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast is your source for automotive industry leaders, innovators, and top performers, providing you with the latest ideas, technology, customer trends, and performance improvement strategies. And now, here's Ted Ings. Fred Forden is the Vice President of DMS and Related Solutions at CDK Global and a very popular person here at the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Fred, I want to welcome you back to the event. Thank you, Ted. Always good to be here and uh, looking forward to the future. That's right. Uh, and it's a very bright future ahead. And what Fred and I thought we would do today is something a little different and talk about the charity that we're behind. Um, it's the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And over the next three events, uh, the Fixed Ops Roundtable is raising $100,000 to support that charity. And Fred and I have some personal stories we'd like to share with you because uh, we both uh, have been uh, afflicted with uh, leukemia and uh, had a diagnosis in the past. And, uh, you know, it's personal to both of us. So, Fred, I appreciate uh, you being here today and uh, talking about this. But yeah, Ted. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a unique opportunity that you and I have to, to share a message uh, with, with our brethren in the, in the industry. And, uh, you know, so I, I think this is a really great subject for us today. You know, we talk about the car business all the time. Uh, you know, this is, this is way bigger than what we do for a living. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when, when did, um, when did you first get diagnosed? Uh, how did that come about? What, what, uh, what led up to that? And, uh, um, tell us a little bit about that story. So back in uh, 2014, uh, you know, ASR Pro had me hmm. on the road daily. I was I was sometimes doing six, eight flights a week, you know, and and through that winter, I kept getting colds. I just I just kept getting a cold, and uh, I, I I had a uh, a Duke University uh, urgent care center right down the block from my house, and so that was where I'd go and. By the time I went for my third visit in four months, the doctor was annoyed with me. <laughs> uh, you know, she said, you've got a cold. You need to stop this. Yeah. And she didn't, she didn't tell me this up front, but after the fact, she told me. She drew blood just to prove to me that there was nothing wrong. And uh, she came back in the room and she said, I, I need to take a second sample. There was something wrong with the first sample. I didn't think anything of it. She took the second sample, and when she walked back in the room, she said, Mr. Forden, I, I, I want you to go from here straight to Big Duke, mean, meaning the main hospital in Durham. Mm. And, and I said, uh, she said, do you understand what I'm saying to you? I said, well, if what you're saying to me is what I, I think you're saying to me, you're telling me that I'm going to see an oncologist. And she said, that's right. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I drove over to Duke. I was there 30 minutes later. Mm. Uh, the emergency room was full of people and they, and I, you know, I, I walked in like nothing's wrong. I had just worked out two hours earlier, sure. and uh, they rushed me through the emergency room like like there was some urgent thing going on. The the triage nurse looked at the chart, looked at me, looked at the chart, and said, "Are you Mister Ford?" I said, "Yes." He said, "Do you know why you're here?" I said, "Yes." He said, "I thought you'd be coming in on a stretcher with this count." 
So, uh, you know, it turned out, uh, they, you know, they, they let me know that I, I, I had leukemia mm. and, and that became the longest eight days of my life because they can't tell you what kind of leukemia just from that blood test. They just know you have it. Right. So, you know, they, they kept me there. They, 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 they checked me in, uh, the next morning they drew blow, uh, bone marrow and sent me home and told me, you know, we'll be back to you in eight days. Mm. And, you know, I left very positive believing, uh, you know, everything was going to be okay. The morning of that eighth day before we went back to the hospital, you know, my wife and I woke up, we, we just, we made eye contact and the both of us started to cry because we knew it was a, you know, th this was going to be a big day. This, this was going to be life changing. And, uh, you know, luckily for me, it, it turned out to be a, a chronic leukemia versus an acute leukemia, right. you know, much like yours. And, uh, and, and so it became, you know, what can you live with versus you're going to die? Mm -hmm. and, and so the, the conversation became very different. A lot of people don't know that there are many types of leukemia. And go, just to go back to what you just mentioned, the acute versus the chronic. Um, you and I have the, uh, the chronic versions. And uh, if you don't mind, Fred, which, uh, which leukemia do you have? I have a chronic myelogic leukemia, CML. Okay, CML, and tell us a little bit about a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's um, basically twenty five years ago that that would be a death sentence. Uh, twenty five years ago, they had no cure for that; they had no treatment for it other than start doing all of the things that they do with with uh, acute forms of leukemia, uh, where you're, you're you're fighting a life and death uh, a life and death situation immediately. Uh, a doctor at Harvard, the story was explained to me that a doctor at Harvard had come up with a theory and Harvard didn't want to back the, the exploration of that theory. So the guy went to the University of Oregon and within one year, he basically developed a, a treatment, not a cure. Mm -hmm. So those of us that have chronic forms of leukemia are never cured. We're never, you know, we live in remission we don't live in a cure that's right and so uh you know i take i take uh, uh chemotherapy pills mm -hmm. you know every night before bed and and there are side effects to that but they're livable side effects they're things that when you think about what could have been you realize i'm blessed you know yeah. i'm very very fortunate yeah and uh again it's you know my story is is similar to yours. My diagnosis is, is not that far apart from yours when that happened. Um, I was getting a haircut <laughs> and uh, I was in the, uh, you know, with the beautician and uh, she was cutting my hair and uh, she, you know, she, I've been cutting my hair for years and years. And she said, uh, Ted, what's that lump on your neck? And I said, what lump? And that's what started it, Fred. And I went to my doctor and much like you, uh, they kind of blew it off and said, you know, it's, it's nothing serious. Okay. We'll, we'll take some tests. And, uh, I, I probably came back three or four times, uh, and took blood and, uh, he couldn't figure out what was wrong because the standard tests really couldn't tell the, um, the illness that I had at the time, but I felt great. Okay. So, and I'm like you, I'm on an airplane every week, going somewhere, doing stuff and busy and training and, you know, really would have no time for this. I can't imagine there could be anything wrong. So finally, uh, my primary care physician sent me to the oncologist and um, 
He said, they're going to do some more testing there, and uh, we got to find out what's going on with you. And this now was maybe three, four months later, right? Uh, so uh, it, was, um, it was around Labor Day of that year, and I went in to see that doctor, and they drew blood. They took a preliminary test, which I think they do with everybody. It wasn't the big test yet. That was coming later that day, actually. And um, I went into the exam room to wait for the doctor. They weighed me, and they took my height and all that. And I'm in the exam room, Fred, right? And I've got the, the gown on and the whole thing. And the doctor comes into the exam room, and he says, Mr. Ings. I said, yes. He's, he says, would you come with me? And I said, of course, where are we going? He goes, come into my office. <laughs> and Fred, I knew right then and there that was not a good sign when the doctor yep. brings you into his office and closes the door <laughs> and wants to talk to you. And uh, he said, look, um, we need to run some more tests, which I'd like to do today. We won't get the results back, like you said, for about a week. Um, but um, my theory is that uh, you you may have uh, a form of leukemia. And I, Fred, I was shocked. I'm like, me? Leukemia? There's no way that could possibly be, right? And um, he said, well, we have, to do the, we have to do the tests and we have to run everything. And uh, like you said, that was a tough week, you know, coming back seven, eight days later, right? And, um, yep. But I, bra I was braced at that point because I had done now some research on it. And um, when I went in, they gave me the word. He, he told me what it was for sure. And Fred, I still didn't believe it. I wanted to see all the, the raw data, you know, with the, all, the, all, the, all the blood work that they did. And I went out and I got a second opinion and so on and so forth. And um, I realized, however, from what he told me, he said, look, this is not a death sentence. This is a chronic situation and uh, you're going to be treated for it. And uh, he goes, I have patients who were diagnosed with me 25 years ago who are alive and well today. So uh, he said, it's not like it was, you know, some time ago, like you said, you know, that, that diagnosis many years ago would have been a death sentence. So um, I've been able to live with it and uh, manage it and, uh, you know, knock wood, keep it in check. I, I know there's, there's probably some tough days coming somewhere down the road right ahead, but um, uh, I'm very fortunate and very blessed. And it's given me a new perspective on, on life and an appreciation of, of things that we have that we typically take for granted. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the big one, right? Is, is all of a sudden you do look at life very, very differently. Uh, you know, that, that eight days taught me a huge lesson, uh, you know, because you don't know, right. And, and we don't live life ordinarily thinking you don't know what tomorrow brings you, you plan and you execute and you do all the things you do because of the assumption that life's just going to go on. But then when that day comes and you think, wow, life may not be going on and you live in that for a week uh even trying to stay positive you know uh there's a there's a reality check in there that you, you have to deal with and and uh you know it was a, a tough reality and for me you know i'm still very badly affected when i see someone who ends up with an acute leukemia and and you know and they they have to fight this life or death battle it's uh you know there's kind of the question of, you know, why me? <laughs> you know, why, why did I get lucky? Um, right after I was diagnosed, friends of mine, a couple who I, I knew for years, their daughter was a first-year med student at Wake Forest, and she got acute leukemia. She, she lasted six weeks, and, and you know, this poor 21-year-old kid passed away. And, you know, you sit and, you, you, you know, 
you, you, you become so grateful that, you know, for the little gifts you've given and all of a sudden, wow, there's this one gigantic gift called I get tomorrow, you know, and other people, other people aren't so lucky. And so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, a constant, uh, excuse me. <laughs> it's a, a constant, uh, you know, uh, life of gratitude. There's a, there's a phrase, Fred, that I live by now, and it's, um, I think, very appropriate. It's called, act while the choice is still yours. And you know, mm -hmm. while, while you can get up and do things and run and start a business and you know, raise a family and do all the things that, uh, you know, that we are doing, uh, do it now because you don't know what tomorrow uh, will bring. But today is, a, right. today is a gift. And you know, going back many years ago, uh, when I was a salesperson in my early 20s on the floor, selling Fords. There was another salesperson. Uh, he was older than me and he had a son that was battling leukemia and I didn't know anything you know, about it back then. And he apparently had an acute form and same thing, about 20 years old. And uh, you know, he died very quickly, young boy. And I remember going to the wake and going to the funeral and uh, that was a very emotional thing. So, you know, when I heard leukemia, you know, the first thing that entered my mind is, is thoughts like that. But um, the chronic forms are very survivable. And Jim Brewer, who we had on the show yesterday from the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, told us about this event, Light the Night, how um, when they, they have this event and they light the different uh, uh, candles and different lights, uh, what they mean for survivors and people who currently have the disease and family of the disease. Um, it's just, you know, a, a really brilliant way to, you know, to celebrate uh, the research that they're doing. So, you know, we're looking very much forward to these next couple events and getting behind, uh, you know, this this great cause. And um, Gene's going to love that you said light the nights and my lighting changed and all the colors change. Gene's going to absolutely love it. Well, that. yeah, he's the producer. So he's trans he's busy transforming things in the background, Fred. So we don't even realize <laughs> <laughs> all the stuff that he's doing. But you know, actually, Gene brings so much to this event. He's really raised the caliber of the Fixed Ops Roundtable and, uh, you know, with speakers, uh, experts such as yourself and, uh, you know, with what he's done on the um, on the production side. But about a, a year ago, he and I decided that we would support a charity, you know, and, and give to it ourselves out of our pocket as well. And, um, you know, the first one that we did, we had Jay Leno uh, earlier this year. Right. And uh, and thank you, by the way, for CDK, uh, for your support of that. And uh, now we're taking it to a new level with uh, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So, um, Fred, thank you for, you know, for sharing your story today. My pleasure, Ted. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings. Sponsored by BG Products. Help your customers be good for life with the Lifetime BG Protection Plan. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast or any of our Fixed Ops Roundtable events, or if you'd like sponsorship information, reach out to Ted Ings at area code 212-763-0016. That's 212-763-0016. 212-763-0016. On behalf of Ted Ings and everyone at the Fixed Ops Roundtable, I'm Gene Girdley. Thanks for listening.